everybody, and welcome to episode IV of the Baked Cod Podcast. I'm Joey, alongside my partners tonight, Wyatt and Turner. Today is Friday, April 10th. We are officially one-third of the way through our mandatory quarantine, and we have some thoughts for you guys today. we got a loaded docket. We're going to start off with where have we been? So we recently are updating some things, and we'll explain that in a few minutes. And then we'll get into our social media recap. Uh, our new ranking segment is going to be fruits. And then we will cap it off with some funny stories. Short episode for you guys today. Wyatt Turner, how are you guys? Are we really only one third of the way through this? Yeah. That's, that's caused trouble. You know, it's, it's, I'm getting kind of used to it. It's going to be a weird, a weird time uh, going out of it. It's going to be a transition. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's going to be weird going from, like, people wearing bandanas in <laughs> uh, grocery stores to uh, a packed bars. So I'm curious to see, like, what the, the process is as, like, things start to open up. Like, obviously not everything is going to open up at once. So, like, what are going to be the first things and, like, how quickly is it going to be that we're – once things I, start to open? I think what we should do is – Set a little over/under date. See what you guys take. Ooh. Over/under for what? Give me for when restaurants and bars open up. So, like, when we can just like go down to Tequila Cowboy and have yeah, a good- that's what if, I'm saying. If Tequila Cowboy is still open at that time, because I'm yeah. having trouble imagining the cash flow. If there's no cash flow going in that restaurant, how they're paying their rent, which is an absurd amount. But I'm gonna say like, well, we gotta set the bar. I'd say, my, I mean, if I if I gave you a date, it would be early to mid June. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say mid July. I don't think. Well, I mean, that that could definitely happen. Who knows? But like, I think if people are still really vigilant and like about staying home, then like this is definitely working. Although I have seen things that are like this is gonna come in waves and it'll be back in September. And so if we're <laughs> at stay at home orders in September. Yeah, I might not be alive for that. So, <laughs> very, very real possibility that I will be six feet under at that point. But <laughs> yeah, Joe, you mentioned we're we're changing the structure of the show a little bit. Um, we're deciding for the time to go, being. For the time being, we're we're reducing to one episode a week, which we will record on Thursdays, and it will be released on Fridays. And I think just like because we've been stuck in our houses for so long, just running out of like fresh topics. And and early on, there were so many social media fads that were happening, like right when people started having to stay home that we could talk about. But now there's just like, if you're still doing those, yikes. (laughs) Like if I is still seeing bingo boards on the Instagram stories on April 10th, (laughs) tough. Not good. But also... uh... We're all we're all college students. This is never we really got to buckle down, get yeah. locked in, and focus on other priorities. Unless this podcast blows up, don't have to go to school. That'd yeah. be nice. But, uh, that'd be big. Yeah, that's why I don't I don't think we'll be seeing much of Pat for a while. No. Yeah, Probably. Pat tends to uh, focus hard on school. I I've been doing schoolwork, but I've also also been doing some other things and I wanted to bring up one of these things that I did and this is like a very short thing but 
I uh, I took a quiz online. Like you guys know, like the BuzzFeed quizzes and stuff like this. But it was like a little bit more detailed than that. And it was like a 40-question sliding scale between two like qualities, 40 of those, like about your personality. And then it gave you, based on what you answered, a fictional character from pretty much like anything, the entire universe, any fictional character that was like similar to what your answers were. And so like the sliding scale would be like trusting skeptical stuff like that and you would just slide the bar back towards which one you were in so i did this and it didn't take long i mean it took me like 10 minutes to put these answers in but i was anticipating like something cool because i had seen other people do it and get like like really cool people like obi-wan kenobi and stuff like that and then i do it and my number one match was samuel l jackson's character from the original jurassic park (laughs) <laughs> which I don't know if you've watched that recently, but he has maybe four to five minutes of screen time in that entire film. And I was just really having a hard time contemplating like how I answer all these questions and they can identify that my personality matches with somebody who was on the screen for four minutes. <laughs> yeah. The, the questions are like, which do you prefer like for a comfort drink, like tea, water, alcohol or something like that like and somehow they'll tell you that like you're most related to the 38th president of the united states like, i just don't understand well one i was trying like i said i was trying to figure out how i could relate to like this person with these questions but then also how in the world did they take a fictional character who has four minutes of screen time in a film and be able to assess their personality and like match them i don't know i was pretty i was like contemplating my personality to be honest because i was like am i just like an empty shell of a person that doesn't have any sort of depth that they can just relate me to somebody who says three things in a jurassic park film so just a wallflower one of his lines is they're talking about shutting off like all the fences i'm sure most of you have seen jurassic park like they're shutting down all the fences and stuff because there's a big storm and people are like oh people are gonna die and stuff like that and Samuel L. Jackson's character says, okay, you asked for it. Hold on to your butts. And that's one of his three lines. So I'm glad they relate me to that character. I mean, that's, I, that's what I've been doing instead of recording podcasts, is taking these dumb quizzes where I feel bad about myself afterwards. So, Well, you have to send us the link. I'd like to do this. That would that'd like, be a future segment. I made my brother do it in like one of his top things was Jim Halpert and stuff like that. And like, how can I not get something like that? Like I get this character from Jurassic Park. Yeah. yeah. Stop gassing yourself. How can I get this? Come on. (laughs) I could see you being an extra. Yeah. I mean like it'd be, but the thing is he's not like an extra, like he's, he is listed as one of the main, like on the main billing for that film, but somehow only has that many lines. I don't really understand his character. Is they like got a big time actor to do a small time role? I don't know. Yeah, but like when you think of Samuel L. Jackson, you don't think of oh, he was so good in Jurassic Park. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. It was like Jurassic Park had an absurd budget to work with, so they just came up with like the biggest actor they could find that would take this role of being some nobody computer operator in the film so what like when you do think of samuel jackson which movie do you think of um i mean i i think of star wars i think like 
immediately just because that's like more relevant but I think uh, Pulp Fiction I, I haven't seen Pulp Fiction in like two three years so it's been a while since I've seen that and like I just I've seen Star Wars more recently than that but and uh his uh role in the Avengers series oh yeah I haven't watched much of the Avengers lately but I know what you're talking about yeah I definitely don't relate them to Jurassic Park I'll tell you that much yeah all right, Wyatt, let's get into your your little, oh, little yeah. social media the recap. Social media recap, once again, my favorite segment. I also came up with these that we're going to talk about today. Once again, steering away from Instagram. Um, we're going to go back into Snapchat, which I'm not sure like ripping on Snapchat is that much better than Instagram because everybody uses Snapchat too. But I think less people do what I'm about to mention on Snapchat. And that is whatever this YOLO question nonsense that people are putting on their stories asking people to ask them questions and this goes back to my days when when was ask fm around were we in middle school yeah it was like eighth grade yeah this this just reminds me of ask fm in the sense that i always had this very suspicious feeling which maybe samuel l jackson's character from jurassic park was also very suspicious so I think that relates well, but I always just had this intuition that people who were doing these were writing the questions themselves, asking them their, these questions and then responding because like, A, nobody was, was giving them questions to answer or B, like they wanted to gas themselves up or something like that or, or like act cool. I don't know. But I, I've noticed that these YOLO questions on some people's accounts, little fishy. I don't know. I have a very hard time seeing, I'm not going to mention any specific questions, but just like a very difficult time imagining somebody responding to this YOLO garbage on a Snapchat story with some of these questions that I've seen. Like, I don't know. Yeah, well, there are also some like questions, like, so like, you know, the person, you know, their character and who they are and they're not getting asked these questions yeah 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 yeah. exactly (laughs) like you have to assess who the person is that putting it on their story and then assessing like well one who would ask them questions in the first place Mm -hmm. then once you narrow that down it's like okay now of these people who is asking this provocative of a question on snapchat right now i don't know (laughs) i see a yolo on snapchat i do it I send in a question every time. I've never sent one. I've never, I have never sent one in, and I just can't see it without thinking, "Oh, that's this is just fake. There's nothing real about this." They are sending these questions themselves, so they can answer things that they want people to like think are true about them. So, a lot of the time, I don't even send questions. I just send like, uh, like statements that'll be like, uh, like hyping the person up or something like that. Being like, or being like, I'm so pretty. Yeah, no, not like that. I'll be like, like something weird, like, uh, you know, Joe, I've always loved you. Um, I wish we, I wish we were closer when we were in high school or something like that. And then they always, their answer is always like, slide up, let's talk. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, I don't know, that's trouble. I hate the ones that are like, you're so hot or you're so cute with like the, the emojis. And it's like, don't know who this is, but slide up or something like that. Like I've had a crush on you for like eight years 
I'm finally 21 and I feel like I have the courage to ask you, will you be my girlfriend? Mm. <laughs> Anonymously, mm. though. Yeah, those YOLO, Ask FM, save it for another day. I don't know. Or another lifetime that I'm not a part of. Yeah. I don't ever see that. I would love to go back and read old Ask FMs because those <laughs> things were just the most ridiculous. I mean, it was a bunch of like, you know, 13, 14 year old just asking each other anonymous questions. And I'm sure if we went back and read them, we'd be like, what the fuck? I've done that <laughs> recently. Like, I think a couple months ago, I went back on my Ask FM. Like, I saw it because I searched my name and it came up in like on like the seventh link. And I was astonished as to what I saw. <laughs> it's trouble. It's big trouble. That that platform, I will say there is a fundamental difference between YOLO and Ask FM, though, because Ask FM is its own thing. So I would never have to see Ask FM questions unless I wanted to, and I would click on the link. YOLO, it is incentivizing these people to put it on their Snapchat stories, and then people will respond and all of a sudden your Snapchat story is now two minutes long mm-hmm. answering fictionalized questions. Lots of clicks. And we all know about my take with how long these stories need to be short. So that's my two cents on social media for the day. I've been kind of limiting myself on social media, so I haven't seen if there's any new Instagram story jargon that I'm missing, but who knows? The pick three out of nine. Uh, that's more of a Twitter thing, but that's I saw okay one that was Twitter. really Twitter funny. Can do anything at once. I saw a like a pick a house thing. You guys, I, I guess that's been going around Twitter. Like choose a house, and it's usually like these celebrities and stuff. I saw one today that was so funny. It was like realistic memes never blow up, and the four house options were like house one was like your sick spouse and like all this stuff, and then house two was your dog who's got intestinal issues and stuff like this. It's like the four houses are things that people are actually experiencing and not these glamorous houses with other celebrities in it. So (laughs) good stuff. Electric. All right. Moving right along, Joe, what, what do we have next? Well, I was pretty excited about this topic until recently in which really broke my heart, but we got the, Bleacher Report Madden simulations. So Bleacher Report's running this tournament of the all-time Madden teams. So that means like the Steelers have players from the 70s in that era, and every team has like their best players. And the Steelers were they were ranked the first seed going into the tournament. Favorites to win. And they made it to the final four, and they had a lead, 21 or no, it was 17-14. They were beating the Patriots. Tom Brady comes down, puts together a great drive. They score, so it's 21-17. Big Ben puts together a drive, gets the ball to the 35 with 13 seconds left, no timeouts. They run a play, a nice little check down over the middle, clock runs out. Yeah, uh, if you're a Steeler fan and you thought that Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay was the end of uh, your woes, you were sorely mistaken because – he came back and did it again against the Steelers in a video game. Just one more time to break the Steeler fans' hearts. It just sucks because, like, those sports right now, and I'm, I was so into this simulation. It's so sad how into it I was. I was, like, looking up all the players and all this shit. 
and now I, it shattered me, and now I'm, I have nothing. I just got into it. I hadn't watched any of it until, like, we just watched that together, Turner, and I have to say that I was thoroughly disappointed with the CPU's ability to run plays in crunch time. Yeah. Turner, we, we were talking about the amount of crossing routes that were taking place with 40 seconds left. Like, we can't be throwing the ball over the middle. There were no throws to the sideline. No deep throws. It was, like, little, like, like eight-yard, ten-yard crossers. Yeah. Just such a lack of awareness from a computerized version of Ben Roethlisberger. So. But it is interesting. The Patriots drive, they were all out routes. Bill Belichick. Well, Bill Belichick's actually not even in the Madden games because he chose not to be. But the coach for the Patriots. He's the only coach that wouldn't be, uh, like, every other sideline. If you look at the coach, it's like an actual version of the the coach. And he's the Mm -hmm. only one. It's not him. He refused to be in it. It's, It's like some random... Like a white guy. Computer-generated person. Oh it's so God. weird. He's yeah, a savage. Weird. Yeah. But I saw a lot of people saying that they wanted to see the sliders because they thought it was rigged. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to put it out there a little bit. Yeah. For you to think about. Yeah, everybody. Consider that Bleacher Report. Yeah. Let's move on. I'm done. I'm done yeah, with. They don't deserve. They don't deserve <laughs> to have some quality time on our show. I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm not watching the finals. No. I'm boycott. Boy. Boycott. Bleacher reports. Twitch TV streaming. Yeah. Yeah. People that people that watch that. Crazy. Crazy. Why would you watch that? It's a simulation. You dummy. Idiots. Yeah. Idiots. It's for it's. It's for simpletons. <laughs> Have have your win, Pats. Have your win, Patriots. Have fun. All right, let's move along to uh, let's get the fruit rankings going. Okay. All right. This now, is such like a broad thing. I I love fruit. I don't know how I'll be able to rank these, but well, Turner, Turner, and I have gotten into this discussion before, and it does bring out a nice little argument between us. Oh. Now. I don't know. You wouldn't believe his list. It's so fraudulent. Did I keep the list? I feel like I'm keeping mine. Yeah. Okay. So my number three is a green grape. Oh God, that's not a good start. A green terrible start. It just pops in your mouth like a like a like a little one of these. Great, refreshing. I would never put grapes in my top three, but I will say, have you ever tried a cotton candy grape? Yes, those are really yeah, good. Those are good. Those are good. Those are really good. And they're green. So maybe that falls in the category. All right, we'll give it to you then. I'll, I'll let it slide a little bit because of those. I need to, all right, mine's my, uh, my number three. What was it? Oh, strawberry. Mm, I like strawberries. I like them a lot. They're easy to eat. You could pretty much get away with putting anything on your fruit list, and I would be okay with it, with maybe the exception of Turner, the grape. Well, wait, no, why it does get – I don't know. You'll uh, find out. Let's yeah, hear it. You can have it as a dessert. <clears throat> it's a very versatile fruit. You can um, have any fruit as a dessert. Yeah, I love fruit for dessert. So good. Yeah. Like, like a lot of – yeah, I don't know. Number three for me, um, if, if like I'm just ranking like what I consume the most, which I, which I must enjoy, um, 
Number three is probably a strawberry as well. I really like strawberries, but they have to be – there can be bad strawberries. I hate the mushy ones. Yeah, it, it needs to be um, in, in good shape. But, yeah, strawberries are really good. And you can do a lot with them. Dip them. Oh, such a versatile fruit. Oh, it's so versatile. The green grape right. is a versatile. Come on, dip in the green grape and chocolate, pal. Hey, Wyatt, do you think uh, white wine is made out of green grapes? Okay, wait. So that's a Joe, good question. I, I don't. I have no clue. I'm guessing. Joe told me yesterday when we were talking about this segment, and I said I was talking about green grapes. He goes, "You think green grapes make white wine?" And I said, "Yeah." He goes, "No, white <laughs> wine is made of red grapes that are don't have skin on them." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. I, that's that's what I've heard. <laughs> Red grapes. I used to peel the skin off of uh, of grapes. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's weird. And if, it had, if it had too big of a seed, I wouldn't eat it. It's oh. weird. Seeds are gross and grapes. I used to freeze grapes when I went to the Outer Banks. Oh man, we would freeze grapes and eat them frozen on the beach. And those are now that's a good treat. Yeah, those are good. All right. My number two is uh, a clementine, like a right, halo. I'm gonna, let, I'm gonna let that slide. I'm gonna no, let I, that I think that's a good one. Yeah, one clementines me, are good. In the winter, they're good. I could yeah. eat so many clementines. Like I used to pack when I packed lunch in high school. I would pack three clementines a day because they're they are really good. And for juggling pers- purposes, I'm always juggling clementines. I I'm trying to rack my brain. And think if there's any fruits that I've had that are like never been bad before. I mean, obviously, all, fruit, all, all fruits like ha- are gonna be bad at some point. But I'm trying to think if I've ever had a fruit that's like when I eat it, when it's supposed to be eaten, like if it's always been good. And I think the only one that comes to mind is like I've n- I don't think I've ever had a bad kiwi. Kiwis hmm. are generally like pretty consistent, but I'm allergic to kiwis. That's sad. You know how I found out? I found out in sixth grade whenever we were dissecting kiwis <laughs> and then we got to eat them afterwards. Oh, that's whenever I found out. <laughs> that's trouble. I'm allergic to uh, to avocado. I, I don't know if you guys knew that or not. Another oh, I knew that. I actually have it written in my phone just in case I forget. I would be okay with having an avocado allergy and a kiwi allergy. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, totally, I'm totally fine. My big complaint with the avocado allergy is not the guacamole, which I think people are always like, oh, guac, you can't eat guac. And I'm like, no, I don't want to eat your stupid guac anyway. Sauce is elite. <laughs> but my problem is that grocery stores, they only make sushi with avocado in it. Like, yeah. It. So, like, if I go to Giant Eagle, no dice for me regarding sushi because they just no, don't. They you don't, don't have Giant Eagle sushi, though. Giant just... Eagle does not make bad sushi. And I'm not a super picky sushi eater either, so. Breaking news. This might interest you guys. As of now, ex-NFL running back Chris Johnson accused in 2016 murder for higher shootings. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm not going to comment on that because I know nothing about the situation. I think just knowing what I know about that guy, he's a little bit suspect. Breaking news. I think think I'm – not going to comment, but I'm going to uh, disavow. I'm disavowing. There. I am going to comment and say he did it. <laughs> wow. 
Joe, I'm you're gonna, a bona fide racist for saying anything. I'm going to make the bold decision to say that I am anti-murder. Ooh, that is bold because I'm I am on the fence on that one. I cannot fully agree with you. So, Joe, Who your, even up? Joe, it's your number two fruit. Let's hear it. Number two fruit, honeydew. Oh, oh, you have lost my respect. <laughs> Tell me that's fake. When we discussed this earlier, which is oh, it, Joe, he's. I, it is the it is an inferior melon to all other melons. It, it might be the worst melon. I don't even like melons, but if of the melons, that is by oh, far. You the don't worst. have to tell me that you don't like melons. I can just tell. It's. it's, it's I can see that you're a, not a melon guy. guy. It's cantaloupe's ugly stepbrother. You're into like I, I bet you like celery. The shaft on a celery stick. Are you talking to me? Oh, I'm talking to you because you don't like melons, so you gotta like shaft. No, I uh, if I'm if we're talking like fruit categories, I am a hundred percent berries. Like I, oh wow, I know people who would take melons over berries, and I can't believe that. Like I just, I used to work at First Watch, and the granola bowl. No, actually, not. Uh, yeah, the yogurt bowl came with topped with fresh fruit, and the fresh fruit was melons. And I always like was wondering. Who the hell wants honeydew and cantaloupe on top of their yogurt? Like when you could have well, fresh berries. Yeah, that's that's stupid. But I prefer melons over <clears throat> a berry. <clears throat> but I wouldn't put it on my granola and yogurt. That's just that's serial killer like. You guys have some serial killer tendencies, though. I'm not gonna lie. As do you, as well. Uh, 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 I don't know. The whole Hershey's chocolate thing, mm, very serial killer ass. That wasn't. That was Pat. No, Joey, don't lie. I said that. But we also, I was listening to the episode, and we let him rank Hershey Hershey's chocolate at number two, and you guys were all okay with it because you said he added. He said he added peanut butter. No, I didn't say I was okay with it. I commented and said, "Why wouldn't you just get a Hershey's or a um, a Sarah's bar with peanut butter inside?" Which was his number one. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I know, but like, I I my argument for the s'more, I said s'mores, and you guys like, "Oh, you can't talk about that." We're just talking about the candy bar. And Pat comes (laughs) out here and says, "Like, I don't really like Hershey's, but if I can throw my own peanut butter on there, and it was fine." To be fair, I think Pat did address the fact that it was we we were talking about the candy bar if i remember correctly he was like i know this isn't allowed but nonetheless you're right we didn't call him out the way that we called you out but guess what it was his first time on the show we were trying to keep it easy on him yeah i'm still a little shell shocked about the honeydew situation i i don't know of a time when would you eat honeydew alone it's just oh my god sometimes it was like my brother brings home a honeydew from a fresh market (laughs) and we'll just chop it and he'll get one half i get one half i can tell listen it's harder you're harder to read but steve is an open book and really easy to read and i could just i could tell the minute i met that kid years ago that he was a melon guy (laughs) melon written all over him he he comes home with very strange fruit sometimes i remember in seventh grade i opened the cabinet to get like a snack or something and a whole entire row was dedicated to dry cantaloupe, dry watermelon, dry mango. Yikes. Oh, mango is a good fruit. Well, this is taking too long. Wyatt, let's hear yours. Number two, 
Uh, pineapple. I love pineapple. So good. So good. I don't need, I don't think I need to like dig into that any deeper. I think everybody likes a good pineapple. So it's good. It's better juice than it is a fruit, but yeah. The no, juice? disagree. Yeah. The juice smells like urine, and I've never gotten over that. So <laughs> it's scarred. <laughs> All right, listen to his number one. Oh me, I'm up. My number one is a Granny Smith apple. Oh my gosh. Green I'm one. not going to say anything the about that. Joey, Joey, just go. I'm not going to say anything about that. <laughs> the green Granny Smith apple. Yeah, well, that's all the gr- yeah, Granny that's Smith true. apples are just green. No, there's no red Granny Smith. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's the type of apple. You know, yeah, there's the a Granny green Smith apple. is the green There's a red apple. one. The green apple is literally just the Granny Smith. It's just, yeah. Oh, just well, then, either Joey, way. Joe, just go. <laughs> He's, <laughs> He's not he wants You go. To. I don't want to get sandwiched between two Granny Smith guys. Fine. Turner, me and you, same wavelength. Let's Granny go. Smith apple is the number one fruit you could eat. Yeah, I, don't, I do not like other apples. So I don't either. But the Granny Smith is an unbelievable fruit. So sour. It's so, so average. It's so I, average. Eat, I eat a Granny Smith every day. Like it is so. You can eat it with peanut butter. Um, oh yeah. Watch it. Watch it. Caramel. Yeah, caramel. I mean, like I'm such a, I'm a huge. I'm a huge peanut butter guy, so I eat them with peanut butter almost every day. But Joe, come on, don't. You're gonna tell me that you think a green apple is worse than honeydew? Significantly <laughs> <laughs> worse. Grow up. Significantly. Right, let's see what yours is. We'll see if I can judge you for yours. Uh. Well, mine is watermelon. Yeah, I, like I can judge flavor. you for that. Yeah. Two of your top three are melons? Come on. Yeah, doesn't that show something about me? Joe, just recognize. At least I'm consistent, you fraud. No, I don't Strawberry, think pineapple, apple? Joe, if we're talking. Very different. If we're talking like, I mean, I think you need to diversify a little bit. Like, because look I'm at bias because I like, like it more. This is you know I can give you a quick one minute finance lesson on why you need to diversify your food. <laughs> because if you don't, and a melon shortage hits in the United States, you're going to be out on the streets looking for what's your number? <laughs> strawberries, and like at that point, strawberries are already expensive. You're going to be paying double for strawberries, and that's all you're going to have. Whereas Turner and I, if the berry market gets hit hard and berries aren't being imported in the United States, then we can look to multiple other sectors of fruit, the apple, the pineapple, the tangerine, or sorry, clementine, and we're in good shape and, and we're not going to get hit nearly as hard as you will because you are, you are investing all of your fruit tastes into the melon market. And that's trouble. When that, when that market crashes, I'll just I'll do what you do and just six feet under. Six feet under. Mm-hmm. Right. I might dive head first too. What's next? Let's go. I'm tired of melon talk. <laughs> yeah, too much melon chatter. I hate melon. <laughs> uh funny stories. Dude, I don't I I'm horrible at telling these stories. Why are you horrible at telling stories? I don't I the they're about it's they're just goofy. That's tough because I think I'm a really good storyteller, but you weren't there to experience. I don't know it. the story, so like I can't, I can't tell it. You were just sitting there while we were all out there having fun. 
What are you talking? Let's hear the background of the story though, because I, I would like to know more about it. Which story do you want to hear first? Um, are there different stories? I don't know. Well, really, Chautauqua is just. Chautauqua was a great story. If you undersell it, then yeah, it's gonna turn out like shit. No, uh, but it was just. It was uh, the. I'll just go to the main points. We got really drunk. Sean was belligerent. Sean drank an entire box of wine of Mr. Ranky's wine, um, and then Pat was chugging beers and flip cup, and he had to. He went to the bathroom to throw up, but Sean went into the bathroom like right after him and kicked him out because Sean had to piss, and Pat went out into the hallway to try to find another bathroom and just yacked all over <laughs> the floor. Uh, during the flip cup game, I forgot about this. Sean threw a cup at my wall, and I, like, flipped out on him. Uh, what else? Oh, there's a Stanley Cup final. The Pens won the cup. You're terrible at telling a story. Well, okay. I'll do it. I'm just going to the main point. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. All right, so we had just graduated high school. Wait, am I going to have to listen to all the points that Turner just talked about? Why didn't we just do this from the start? I know. I, don't, I didn't know Turner was going to say it like Siri. <laughs> I do recount this story I, from Chautauqua. <laughs> it's not like a like a. It's funny if you know us. It's just like, yeah, you're right. We have so many podcast listeners that don't know us. You're right. I'm disappointed that I don't know the story because you know, I want to hear it though. I, I won't say anything more. Go all right. On. So we now you now you cut this part out. But all right. So we had just graduated high school. And Turner, at the time, owned a lake house up in Chautauqua, New York. And, like, eight of us went up, real excited. Uh, Turner's dad came, and one of our friend's dads came. Uh, Brett's dad, Mr. Ranky, came. My uncle. And this, oh. this trip featured a lot. That's your uncle, right, Why? Well, yeah, it's, it's a little bit more complicated than that. But shout out, Cuzzo. Keep going. Yeah, so we get there, and we're boozing, having a good time, and it's probably around 7.30 p.m., and no one's really no one's really drunk except for Sean. Sean had drank an entire box of Mr. Ranky's wine, and he was belligerent. He was throwing cups at the walls. He got Mr. Gray yelling at him, Turner yelling at him, and it was terrible timing because Pat was – Pat was just not feeling well, I guess. He was sick, right? He's just not <laughs> yeah, feeling good. Yeah, he... He can testify if he ever comes back on the podcast, but he was not feeling well. No, he's the type of guy... Well, back in the day, he's not like this anymore, but he he had a, a weak stomach for just, like, drinking, like, lots of uh, uh, liquid. Mm. Like, he had a small stomach. Mm-hmm. That's what he has to know. Yeah, so um, so Pat's not feeling well. He's trying to just go throw up to reset, recuperate. And Sean comes belligerent, running into the bathroom, kicks him out of the bathroom to take a piss. And then Pat, running to the other bathroom in the house, doesn't make it, just throws up right on the floor. All over the floor, right in this front of the start. This is the start of our trip. This is how it starts. Pat throwing up on the floor, Sean <laughs> blacking out, messing up the wall pissing on the floor and this was not 
a small house. This is like a one a one floor house. So like my dad and uh and Mr. Ranky were were witness to all of this. So that was that was a big problem. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So they witnessed all this then for some reason late in the night, Brett and his dad are arguing about Brett continuing to drink. <laughs> and Brett's screaming at his dad. Mr. Ranky's just not having the time with Brett. And Brett goes back inside, doesn't sit outside by the bonfire, and is so mad. And he starts chugging beers. He was, his dad, like, Brett just kept trying to shotgun. I think that was the biggest argument was like, mm-hmm. Brett, you dope. You're not shotgunning anymore. Yeah. And he was, wasn't he breaking bottles too? Yeah, it was pretty, I mean, it's right. He was really doing something nutty. Mm-hmm. And so then the next day we went on the boat and everything was fun. And we get back and Brett wants to go jet skiing. So he gets on the jet ski. And it was a brand new jet ski. It was like the first like summer that we had this thing. It was a nice black and gold thing. It had Steelers emblems over it. It was nice. Yeah, so Brett gets on it. He uh he starts it with the rope still attached to the dock, am I correct? Yeah, well it was like I think we had pu- tied a rope on it to do like I think I pulled somebody in a uh tube on it. So it was still attached to the back of it. Yeah, or or something. Something was in the water, yeah. And it get the rope gets sucked into the jet ski and ruins the jet ski. Yeah, basically it was out of commission for the, the rest of the trip. Somebody had to come and cut it out, I think. And, that, and at that point, Mr. Gray's house is getting beaten up, yak <laughs> on the floor that had to be cleaned up, alcohol on the walls and the carpet. And now this jet ski, he was at a tipping point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would be too. You guys up there causing a lot of ruckus. Yeah, it was a rough time. I remember I had to go talk to Sean because my dad was like, he, he has to, he's going home tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> he was a liability. Yeah, it still is. And I'm fine with, uh, we, I mean, we, we can probably talk shit on Sean because I don't think he has any way to use his phone since he broke both he uses his hands. So. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, if you know, Sean, he, that's a little out of character of him, but it's also extremely in character. Yeah, it's that. That's very true. It's like I don't know. Sean is something else. So hard to get a good read on the kid. <laughs> Impossible. He's he's a nice guy, and he's very uh, like you know comes across as a very smart guy. But whenever he gets away from, whenever he has a chance to let loose, he really lets loose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what happened. Me and strict parents. Yeah. So wild. What else happened? Oh, Turner. So we won the we won the Stanley Cup when we were up there. The Pittsburgh Penguins did. And they were playing the Nashville Predators. And the Predators thing is they throw catfish on the ice. Yeah. I don't know why. It's a very stupid trend. Yeah, it was um, Well, they do that. It's kind of just a hockey thing. I'm pretty sure they throw octopus up on the, the rink up in Detroit. So just yeah. kind of a thing. Copycat. Very strange. Very strange, but uh, so their thing was the catfish, and we won the cup. It's probably one a.m. and yeah. pitch black, and Turner just catches a catfish in the lake out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> he yells that sucker in. Yeah. 
is a nice picture puts it up on the story perfect timing yeah fuck the preds yeah it's electric i remember i always watched the uh like the highlights from that stanley cup playoff and the nashville fans start booing when sid hoists the cup it's like why why are you booing yeah they were very for yeah not very classy so strange to me yeah doesn't surprise me though what are you trying to say because you know i'm a big tennessee titans fan and you're not a no 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 you are not a tennessee titans fan oh here we go again just because i don't support the same teams as you guys no it's not that why you are either you're in most sports it's six of the best teams no if they make the playoffs they're your favorite team that's just so incorrect I am so, so I am so loyal to my teams. It's not even funny. Oh, you are very fair weather with the NFL. I just okay. Here's the thing: I don't watch a whole lot of the NFL, so like I, I can't really relate too much. But yeah, Nashville's got a special place in my heart, except for the the hockey team. So, Joe, I can't believe that you would accuse me of something as serious as that. I don't know why your favorite teams in college basketball or football are rivals. What are you talking Duke about? UNC. I'm not a Duke basketball fan. Oh, at my all. God. You are a Duke basketball fan. I I'm, am. Are you serious that's right That's insane. That's oh, insane that you're – Oh, maybe – all right. You might not be now, but this goes back to Turner's point of fair weather. Let's do it. All right. Well, listen, I don't, I don't want to get into it, but – uh, I think I had a reason to be a Duke fan for a little bit of time there, and then also reason to stop being a Duke fan after said time period ended. So let's let's yeah. go through the teams that Wyatt has either is either is a fan of or is loosely associated with. I've got a lot. Here's here's no, a th- let's say I have a lot a of loose day. associations. Let's sure. save that for a different day because, as Wyatt mentioned, we <laughs> segments are coming a little slow. Me, That's a good one. Me and loose affiliation does not mean that I'm a fan, though. I mean, I just happen to have a lot of association to good teams. And that's All right, let's say fun. Jerry Judy goes to the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's just say that happened. No. Would I become a Cincinnati Bengals mm-hmm. fan? No. But Jerry Judy and I have been riding together since he was a seventh grader, so I will continue to root for Jerry Judy. So let's say he scores a game-winning touchdown against the Tennessee Titans. The thing is, I'm not a super invested fan in the NFL, so it's hard for me. In this, in this culture of fantasy sports, it's very difficult for me to like, just sit down and, and watch football anymore because I'm always like very worried about the, the players on my yeah, fantasy team. I so agree with that. It's kind of, I mean, fantasy football is a lot of fun, but in, in another sense, it's like kind of ruined some of the game for me because it's just I don't like – I don't know. It, Henry and I sit around on Sundays for nine hours and watch the Red Zone cast. And it's just like, just a mindless activity for nine hours on a Sunday where I really don't even care. So, see, I'm, I'm, I do fantasy football, but I'm also big into like betting on individual games. I could never, um, ever bet on the NFL, ever. I mean, I don't like bet money because I'm an NCAA athlete, but like I'll wager some things i um i'm a big better on college football though 
we can get into that later because you know I had some heartbreak this this past mm-hmm. fall. Um, but yeah, I, I just I can't I have trouble betting on pro sports because any given night anything could happen. But in college, it's like much different for me, especially in college football. It's like yeah, I feel well, like that's also no. I mean, in college basketball, any given night can anything can happen. I, I don't bet on basketball at all. I think it's way I don't, yeah, I don't. It's way and baseball. I don't bet on baseball. Yeah, baseball and hockey, it's like, that's really any given day because they play so many games. But football, college football is is what I bet on, and it's just like most of the time. No, but it's hard to bet on that because those spreads are tough. Like Ohio State will be playing, like, I don't know, University of Alabama A&T, and (laughs) they're projected – their spread is, like, minus 59. Well, I'm gonna, uh, obviously that those are tough but there's a lot of games there's where, a lot of easy ones like a lot of like oh like yeah the, the close like Pitt ones not, Pitt if, not winning six games this year oh that's that is my betting uh advice to anybody any of our viewers listening hop on caesar's palace sportsbook right now bet on pit football winning more than six and a half games this year it's if it doesn't happen i'll dig the grave with you right next to mine but you cannot get a better deal right now. Six, the over on that, six and a half, is your plus 120. And this is a team who returns 17 of 22 starters. And you're, you've got like seven NFL caliber players on the defensive side of the football. Please, I'm telling you, I'm betting my life savings into that bet because it's just a, it's an auto lock to me. So that's my betting advice for the night. Yeah. I think that just about hits all of our main points. Turner, you look like you have something you want to say. No, I just, I just don't think that uh, smart people make their money betting on uh, pit football. Yeah, and typically I would say oh, you, I would typically not bet on pit football, but this is way too easy of a of a bet. Oh, no, like what was it? Six. We're talking six and a half games. If they go seven and five. When they have Miami, Ohio, Richmond, and Marshall on their schedule, it's like, come on. They won seven games last year, and they had to play in Happy Valley and play UCF. And it's, it's just like you, you have to believe that at this point they can go seven and five at the very worst. They also don't have any, like, rivalry games, though. Like, they don't have any games that you're like, oh, I'm excited to watch that one. Oh, I'm excited. They've got, uh, they've got Notre Dame at home. Mid, that's not like October. The thing about the pit games is that they just don't have like a big enough fan base to fill Heinz Field on any given day. But when Notre Dame or Penn State plays, they'll fill the stadium. No, it's the issue is that Pitt Stadium is not on campus, so kids don't they won't go. There's here's the problem with that, and and I've this is like such I don't want to get into this because I could talk about this for hours, but like there's just at this time no room in Oakland for that to. Like it's just not a realistic hope right now, but I'm, they had it before. I will be traveling. They home. had it before. Yeah, I know, but the Peterson Event Center wasn't up there, and it, like just traffic up in Oakland at that point, like was not nearly as bad either. Like traffic in Oakland now is a nightmare, and can you imagine trying to get forty thousand people up into Oakland for a football game? It gets crazy when there's a packed basketball game, and that's twelve thousand. I don't want to get too into that. All I'm saying is I will be traveling home from Bloomington, Indiana on the third weekend in October to watch the Pitt Panthers play the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. 
That's going to be a heck of a game. Really looking forward to that. We're going to get torched. <laughs> Turner yeah. is a if you can't game, tell, Turner. For Notre Dame. What'd you say? It's going to be a home game for Notre Dame. It's going to be like when Pitt or when Penn State plays at, at Pitt. Yeah, but I mean, Pitt and Notre Dame have a history of like ultra competitive football games. Yeah, we'll see. Like they Pitt, do, they do. You no, know, it's crazy because normally I would say like, you know, then Pitt playing a big time team at home is trouble. But Pitt has like just a crazy history against Notre Dame with overtime games and all that. I mean, think about I went to the game in South Bend last year. Notre Dame was number five and Pitt was horrendous, and they were winning for fifty five minutes of the game. So. I don't want to get too much into pit talk because I could go down a rabbit hole there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think that summarizes everything that we wanted to say. Any parting words? Once a week. So Once a week. This will be out tomorrow, Fridays. We figure Fridays is a good time because you won't have that much schoolwork. So. Yeah, listen to it on the weekend. It's a uh, short podcast. It doesn't take that long to listen to. And it's we have some fun. good takes. Unlike sports talk with C. Wit. Yeah, I heard that show stinks. That show's terrible. Yeah, if you're listening to this, Colin, fuck you. (laughs) With that, until next time, this has been the Baked Cod Podcast. Afternoon delight.